You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest, the LA family. And, you know, shout out to uh, Miko and all the crew. Without any further ado, introduce yourself, man. Yeah, my name is Marvin James. Uh, I'm a strategist and artist based out of LA. Uh, fortunate enough to meet Taj like through Mieko. Just happy to be in New York, linking with people, meeting people, kind of just continuing to be inspired. Nice. Well, welcome, man. We're glad you're here. We're definitely glad you're here. So, I think we met through yes through Mieko, and um, you know we just sort of connected through through her, but. I think there was a few people that were just saying like you don't you know this person already mm-hmm. and it was so funny because i have friends um in amsterdam who were like do you know this guy mm-hmm. or like i have friends here they're like do you know marvin and they're like no i don't know him and it's like no you guys should definitely know each other so it's dope that you know we're able to finally connect and meet up because um you know it just confirms you know how like minds are, are sort of meant to sort of you know do things together so you know definitely man it's, it's an honor having you on the podcast i real. appreciate that i yeah. appreciate that yeah yeah man and it's funny too because I, I was out in la recently but you know it's great to hear you you know saying that you you know just supported the podcast and mm-hmm. have been listening it's, it's really good to hear because you know being based out of new york but still having the vision and goal and the conversation we had before of like wanting to connect all of our worlds is yeah. important you've been you know a real supporter from very early on um without even knowing me personally yeah. you know means a lot so, yeah yeah i appreciate it man it's very inspiring that the stories that are told and i think it's important to be able to kind of hear from people who are striving to do the same to get to the same place that mm-hmm. you're going to mm-hmm. even if the the means are very different or the like what they're doing is different but the end goal is more or less the same I yeah think hearing those mutual struggles and those mutual like things you can relate to yeah man uh, it's, it's really inspiring to hear that yeah that type of stuff and that's it's so good to hear you say that man because like that that was one of the main visions and goals of the podcast is like to show the humanity of the hustle mm-hmm. you know i think a lot of times like especially with instagram and stuff it's like you're almost meant to present yourself as superhuman yeah or like you never make mistakes or you just you know you just have all these wins stacked up one after another yeah. every post is another win yeah and i think people can miss out like the the real conversations that we would have without this microphone we have here or like recording anything like these are conversations we would have with each other with our friends um just encouraging each other sharing our struggles you know so i think that the fact that you were able to connect with that with what you're doing which is already amazing is it, it speaks volumes mm. so you know i think that's sort of like the the part of it that i enjoy you know it's like it's almost like there's a gap in the market where like we're so much in a win oriented society yeah. like you can yeah. only present yourself as winning that you know there's no there's no room to learn there's no room to fail absolutely you know so like i think this gives people a chance to share the, even their failures yeah and like just their honesty absolutely you know? like even if it's good bad or indifferent you know it, it brings back what it means to just be a person in this creative industry absolutely you know absolutely. I, I, re- I remember it what you just said reminded me of i think i forget what episode but the notion of the highlight reel versus the behind the scenes oh, yeah yeah i forgot no, who said that but yeah it, that it, was it stuck with me uh, <laughs> for sure yeah man it, it's so true it's so true and i and i think that 
the more of this type of content that you know we're able to produce mm-hmm. and, and just honest content I think that's sort of like the, the phrase for it, honest content yeah um, you know can really help you know younger creatives and even our peers sort of really connect and realize like okay like there, there is a, a path to going about this but you're, you're not supposed to um, you know lose the work mm-hmm. lose the, 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 the blood sweat and tears yeah. that, that's involved in all this absolutely you it's, know? yeah it's it, not all glamour not at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so so where are you from man like I, I said LA but like where specifically yeah from? I'm from Pomona originally so I grew up in the Inland Empire a little bit east of LA a bit outside of the city mm. uh, so it's a very different dynamic a very different culture very different type of people how so? How how is how's like a, a cat from Pomona different from a cat from like LA or? Uh, it's just like I, I mean I feel like a lot of people who live in the IE and just Atlanta part in general are like people's parents are from LA mm. uh, and they move there for various reasons for a different like wanting their their kids to have a slightly different life mm-hmm. uh, than than what they had. That's the case for myself at least. Mm. Um, like that, my dad grew up in South Central. My parents met there and like moved to Pomona quite intentionally to kind of get out of LA and some of the negative things that come with like a big city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's Pomona is like by no means like it's, it's not where I live now for a reason, right? So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There, there's certain things that you know LA has that Pomona and the Atlanta part doesn't have from like an infrastructure standpoint. Yeah, uh, but there's also some advantages I think without infrastructure other things are able to kind of come to fruition yeah so what was it like for you growing up there like as a kid ah it was it was slow like it was it was pretty it was pretty like quiet almost Mm. like i played basketball that was the thing that i gravitated towards Um, so that was like the that was my principal focus from like throughout high school just playing sports Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and i think that was my a, a way that i was able to kind of find people that I connected to because I didn't go to a high school that really offered me people that I could relate to on like a on a life standpoint yeah yeah um, like on a socioeconomic standpoint so I think I was able to find a bit of that through sports um and so sports was kind of the, the majority of childhood yeah yeah nice man and siblings as well or was it just you just me just Old you. child yeah yeah right, yeah right man so uh, were you like living in this area of California for like most of your childhood, or did you move around a lot as a kid? Stayed there the entire childhood, <laughs> which is like kind of crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was like that's not. I feel like that's not the story mm, mm-hmm. uh, for most. But in some regards, it was good. I think staying in one place, I got really tired of it really quickly. Mm. Um, so I was able to like I was going to like going to Chicago to see family, yeah, which was like a very uh, important and like inspiring bit of things. And I think my mom was very eager to travel growing up. Like that's just something that she brought to my life uh, from from her own personal life. Yeah. So I was able to like travel and get like looks at different cities uh, through family reunions and whatnot. But mm-hmm. Pomona the whole time. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. So <laughs> now living there, like, were you? Like, what were you into other than sports? Were you into anything else as a kid? It's how, everything was tangential to sports. Like, mm. if, if I had another interest, it was like, how can I, how can I, like, sports, you know, journalism or sports. Uh, like, I was interested in, like, music as well. But I feel like it, that came from sports in some to some degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, but I feel like it was the majority sports. And then the second thing would just be music. Because my dad had, like, a, a serious music situation at, mm. at, at our house yeah we're like with records records and, 
cassettes and CDs. And what, what, what records were uh, were you like raised on, or that you saw in the house growing? It, up? it was like it was records and a lot of like jazz radio, like ninety four point seven. The wave was like mm. all that was played, like morning, noon, and night at the house, <laughs> like which was great. Like it really influenced like my my taste from I mean, a music you standpoint. Think, yeah, 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 absolutely. Thanks. <laughs> You're, you're growing up in this area. Mm -hmm. um, where did you go to college or school? Like, where where did you go next? Uh, I went to Loyola Marymount University. Okay. Uh, it's in LA, like west west side of LA. Okay. Uh, it was a good change. It was a really really good change for me. How so? I think I went there primarily because of the I think the infrastructure they had in place for the black community. Mm. Um, that was something that I gravitated towards off the bat. Like. I went to a Dutch Reformed Christian high school, mm. and so that didn't really have a ton of infrastructure in place for for myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sure. so I was that was something I was like essential to whatever I was going to do next mm. uh, was being around people who could relate to me a bit more. Um, and so they had a program that like kind of uh, brought together a lot of like incoming black freshman students mm -hmm. uh, before the school even started, and so that was like what I what sold me on the school. Yeah. Yeah. And what were you into there? Like, were you still on the sports wave or did you like transition from something? I had to let that let that dream die. <laughs> <laughs> I think as many do. Uh, <laughs> but I, I still I still played sports. It's still something that was like important to me. But I mm -hmm. think I was able to kind of uh, find other other passions. I think it was a very liberating experience, like being forced to let go of sports. Like I got hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like, OK, like I'm not an athlete. It was really interesting, like going there and like people like being surprised that I played sports mm. um, and like, so I was like okay like and now I have the opportunity to kind of figure out who I am now that I am not just known as someone who plays basketball right. like, it, was, it was a good experience in that regard yeah that, that's, a, that's a big thing I mean specifically for like young black kids yeah men and women young black boys and girls it's like you know even with sports for me I played ball all of my life too yeah. and you sort of you know even if you're good at it growing up um, you know when you move on in life you know people almost want to sort of like contain your identity to that yeah, one thing absolutely especially if you're talented you know it's like you know the, the, you're just the sports player you're yeah. just the athlete you're just the, the basketball star yeah. you know and I think you know us being able to sort of like reaffirm our identity and other forms of expression is, is important you know because I think you know, society almost, you know, it's comfortable grouping us into that, mm. that whole, I mean, for me, I, yeah. always my life. So yeah. I'm not even like talking bad against it, yeah. but there's so many other things. And I think now more than ever, there are young kids who realize that so much earlier on. Yes. Now. Yes. Like for us growing up, like our heroes were like, you know, the Vince Carters mm -hmm. and the, you know, all like the, the players from back in the day, the Jordans yeah. and all that stuff. Those were our idols, yeah. but I don't see younger kids, like they don't look at athletes the same way we did like no. they were a, the athletes back then were like they were our cultural figures yes like basketball players and football players but like now it's like not nah, like it's it's the it's the hip-hop yeah. artists it's yeah. the rappers that yeah. are like the cultural figures Absolutely. so like that in turn changes people's you know you know perspective on like how much they value sports now, absolutely you know? so, and, and you have athletes doing that as well like they're identifying themselves as yeah more than just they try to get off the on the on the culture wave yeah now, yeah you know? athletes sure. making music making clothes what have you mm -hmm. like it's really interesting to see that like they're breaking out of that very specific box that they are put in yeah um and trying to figure out who they are as well yeah and i don't want to jump too far ahead but i feel like that now you have 
the bigger brands, you have the Nikes and the Adidas is realizing that now. Yeah. Like he was kind of late yeah. to the party, but <laughs> like now people are realizing, oh shit! Like the athlete is no longer like the the cultural figure that we created it to be. Yeah, you know, kids don't look up to these people the same way we thought they did. So yes. we have to create product and create marketing and advertising to reflect that. Yeah, because if we're missing out on that wave, we're missing out on what culture is really looking like now. Mm-hmm. Really, the kids are creating that culture. It's yeah. not like the the brands are. The kids are creating. Yeah, it. we're creating it. Um, if, if these brands don't catch up to it, like it's like, you know, they're, they're missing out on a whole thing. Yeah, and know? their response comes with its own set of circumstances. Oh my for gosh. sure. Yeah, talk about it, man. <laughs> talk about it. I mean, it's just interesting. Like, it, it's a very fine line between like supporting that that culture and and taking from it and mm. kind of I'm trying like, to do both. <laughs> yeah, like it, it is right. Yeah. Like leveraging it for your for mm. your own, you know, capitalist ideals versus leveraging it for a bit of like societal and like helping the situation and and supporting in that regard yeah yeah. all right so we're getting too far ahead (laughs) of ourselves we'll get into that even more but we're still in college right now so yeah so you're in college now and you said you were just sort of liberated to be able to try your hand at different things yeah what were some of those things it was i think I mean, for me, college, I think I, I realize now that it was just a lot of unlearning things I had learned in high school. Mm, mm. Um, Talk about it. Man. Which was like a really good thing, but a really challenging thing. And I think I was just situated in a situation like where I was surrounded by people who were helping me do that, which was really amazing. Yeah. But I think just like, I don't know, finding community at LMU, a predominantly white institution. Mm-hmm. Like kind of figuring out what I was gonna do from like with my life um, and like what I was gonna do after college. Yeah, uh, was like a big part of that process as well. And like I think through that and kind of falling into internships rather quickly, I was able to kind of get exposure to different different things happening beyond like college and the social setting. Mm. Um, it kind of prepare me for what I'm gonna be doing after I graduate. Yeah, and what have you? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, man. So at this time like what were some of those specific things where you're like okay i'm actually kind of good at this or like oh i see people recognize that i got some like some skills here yeah i think it was i wanted to i wanted to do journalism okay uh, yeah like when i went into school uh, sports journalism specifically right, because it right. had to be related to basketball mm-hmm. um and then I, I kind of like realized that was not going to be the thing i was going to do right away mm-hmm. um or if at all uh, so i kind of just like wanted to pursue like communications generally that was like my my degree uh so ended up kind of just falling into like some social media type internships uh and then chasing that and kind of seeing what doors would open up after the first one and you know doing a bit of that doing a bit of pr internships Mm. and then ended up finding my way into like an advertising agency uh Mm -hmm. in like 2013 uh via pr which was like a good first look into that world yeah um, and I think when I was there, I was fortunate enough to like meet a lot of people at that agency because it was a fairly large shop, um, and then kind of just get to know their stories. Mm-hmm. And from there, like deduce like, okay, you're doing this and you're doing that, and like I don't really love this, but this sounds kind of interesting. So kind of finding my path by just getting to know what other people were up to, yeah, yeah. who were who were much older than me, much more established than I was, mm. uh, but were kind enough to kind of give me a bit of insight into their world. That's good, man. You were asking questions. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. You have to be curious in order to find things. Man, that's so key, man. Like, you got to think, like, a lot of kids and, like, even my peers growing up, it's mm-hmm. like you, you sort of 
are taught not to be curious. Yeah. You're, just supposed, you're told, okay, this is what you do to get your degree, then to graduate, you yeah. get the internship, and it's like it's all planned out for mm-hmm. you. But you are a clear example. You were asking the right questions that sort of gave you the knowledge and actually the experience before you even had the experience. Yeah. Because you were learning from other people's paths. Absolutely. And their experience. And you say, okay, this works for me. This Absolutely. doesn't. You know, so like I think that's really key for people to hear because a lot of times you, you're almost taught, like our school system almost teaches us to be on autopilot. Yeah. Not to really be like self-starters. Yeah. I mean, they'll say it, you know, because it sounds nice, like a buzzword, like a yeah. college buzzword, be yeah. a self-starter. Yeah. But they don't mean that. No. You know, they just want you to pay pay your, your school tuition and yeah. then just be out yeah you know? so i think that's really important like asking those questions early yeah even to people who are like well beyond your years in terms of work you know it's key you know so i think that was dope man absolutely i i mean i found myself almost feeling like i was a nuisance in that regard like, just <laughs> annoying right <laughs> like and i don't know i learned very quickly like you can find any information you want like mm-hmm. you can reach out to whoever you want to very easily like i would you know, look up at somewhere I was like looking up all the agencies in LA that I was like curious to mm-hmm. and I was just like from there go to LinkedIn and like find who worked there that was doing the thing I thought I wanted to do and you could very easily find you know figure out how to email them and get in contact with them right, right. and people are very receptive like mm-hmm. surprisingly so mm-hmm. um just to talk about themselves like yeah yeah no one is too like in that space like people aren't really reluctant to do so mm. if you approach them the right way right just from like i'm a student looking to learn from your experience exactly especially if you're emailing the person who you know isn't at the top mm-hmm. and is a bit more uh like i don't know it's kind of taken aback like that someone's wanting to learn from them mm. um i think that's like it's a very good thing for them to do to put them in a position where they can teach yeah yeah. Um, and then that really like that'll help you learn if you encourage someone else to be a teacher yeah uh, in, in that way yeah I mean you're just drawing parallels with the podcast man it's yeah, like that's yeah. really what it is it's like cause I have so many dope friends who are doing amazing things but yeah, they haven't shared that story mm-hmm. you know and like I'm thinking like yo if somebody were just to hear from some of these people like they would benefit so much from it yeah and, like yourself you know it's like so being able to ask people the right questions and you know just because pe- everyone has a story yeah everyone has things like that we can all learn from so if you're asking the right questions you'll get you know the right people to share things that are impactful mm-hmm. you know and things that can sort of shape you know your your sort of you know vision for yourself mm-hmm. you know so i think that's that's dope man it's yeah, dope so at this time you're, you're having internships you're sort of like trying your hand at different things yeah. and marketing branding um pr like were you sort of like saying okay this is sort of where i want to go or were you saying oh maybe i want to do something else yeah I, I think i realized that was kind of what i wanted to do mm-hmm. um and I think as I got deeper into it, I started to question that more so. Mm. Um, I why think, why like, is that? I, I went into it with a very like altruistic, like like I'm gonna do something really good in this space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I was very quickly uh, introduced to the realities mm. of that space, mm. where in which I wasn't able to like achieve all of the you know better bettering cultures or like improving societies, helping people. Uh, like telling those types of stories like I wasn't gonna be able to do all of that yeah and check all of those boxes in this yeah yeah um and so I think as I started to like realize and see those things and like kind of see the disconnect I started to question it like okay like this is good and it's like it's what I wanted to do um but I think it's not allowing me like why I wanted to do it isn't being achieved exactly yeah yeah no I understand that's that's a reality a lot of 
like young people have to deal with. You yeah. know, it's like you go into a industry, you know, having the best intentions. Yeah. And then you're like met with, you know, the negativity and like that, the reality of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. So how did you deal with that? Like was it was it difficult at first to sort of like say, Oh wait, this isn't what I thought it was? Like Ah, uh, it was difficult. I think I was like again very fortunate that there were people who were like very like direct with me and saying like just, yeah just very honest and saying like just don't get caught up in this mm. Like, mm. this is this is nice this is like it's very comfortable it's very it's a very it's a good situation to be in like at these agencies where they're doing like you know good, very good work mm-hmm. um but i think being who i am and like with my very specific interests for the world mm-hmm. like that isn't always going to align and there are people who are just like you know, take advantage of where you are and like who you are and mm-hmm. don't become this like this industry just like yeah. don't don't lose yourself amongst all of, all of the fun mm-hmm. and you know all of all of the work and what have you like mm-hmm. don't don't get lost in it yeah and uh, so, so it sounds like you were using that experience as almost like i'm here to learn yeah you know more than just like this is going to be the rest of my life absolutely yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i mean it was like I wanted to be in these spaces because they were they were at the top and they were doing the best work. So like, why not be like? Clearly, there's some people there who are very smart and very talented at what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I can learn a lot from that very quickly. Um, so I was just there, like working with like if you're working with people who have like 10, 15 years of experience, you can very quickly like to some degree tap like, into that, tap into that, like kind of jump forward, like further mm. from where you are, like because they are now at a point where. The information they're giving you is not what they would be giving you if they're in the first or second year doing mm. this like mm. they're giving you 10 years of game very quickly and that can help you if you're in your first or second or like whatever the case is like you're ahead already if you're listening right, right. wow yeah man that's, that's a jewel right there that's a jewel mm. so like what was your next step after working here were you just like all right let me just get out of this world or were you just like um like what was next after you learned what you needed to there uh i think so I, I was working there my senior year of college at this mm-hmm. agency called 72 and Sunny. Um, and I wanted to stay full time, mm-hmm. like after after I finished school. Like that's you go to school to get the job. The internship so to, yeah, stay to, there. To get the, yeah. to get the job. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I kinda got it a little bit early and then wanted to like I wanted to stay, but I also wanted to like to go to Europe with my friends, mm-hmm. and so that's like I was nervous to do so. I asked people I worked with, like a mentor that I had, it was like very adamant. It was like, no, just you gotta go. Like, mm. you you can work for the rest of your life. Like, you need to live in this moment while Those you experiences, can. Experiences, yeah, man. Uh, so that's what I did. I just like went to went to Europe in 2015 with uh, a bunch of homies from LMU. Nice, uh, and that was a beautiful experience. But yeah. I, I came back from that was not able to get the job anymore and was living on one of the homies I went to Europe with. I was living on his couch for a little bit. Yeah. And I tried to like, okay, now the job I secured while I was in school is no longer there. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I meant to do next? Yeah, well, kind of, how was Europe? How was that trip? It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. I mean, it was, it was doing a lot of tourist things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, something you have to do. <laughs> but I think... It built up a desire for me to go back, if nothing else, yeah. to kind of like have a proper experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just kind of like be with people who are from there and kind of learn from learn from their situations and learn from their life and what have you. Where specifically did you go? Uh, I was, it was all over the place. I was there for like um, almost two months. So I was wow. kind of just backpacking, uh, like spent some time in London, some time in Rome, some time in Paris. 
uh, I had a friend who studied in the south of France, so I went like with him there, and like I think that was probably my favorite part of the trip. Nice, because he was like connecting us with some people he met there, mm. making just like you know proper relationships with people who mm. live on that side of the world, uh, yeah, and like learning from from his homies over there. Wow, it was good. Yeah, and, and coming back to the states, like, did you have a different way of thinking? Or, like, uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, like, I was able to go to like. Uh, like Hungary, like Budapest and Prague as well, and I think oh, like man. that that those experiences were like things I'd never really planned to do. Yeah. Like those are the places like families like saying don't go to. Right. right. Um, yeah, I really want to go to Prague, man. Where, <laughs> yeah, I think it, it was nice because it was just like it just challenged. Like I didn't really know too many too much about this place other than things I heard in passing. Yeah. Um, so it was like able to go there and like actually experience like people who are from there and right. like form a first-hand opinion on something right. it was really important. I think like coming back to the States, it was like, okay, like I've seen all this, like there's so much out there, like mm. I, I, I want to have a part in this in some capacity. I think it just made like the, the what you can do feel so much bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the means to that is unknown at this time, but like I think realizing there's so much more to like my experience and like the the life that i can live yeah uh was like really good dope man dope so like you're you're now back in the states looking for a new job or yeah just looking for a way to support yourself yeah um are you living in la la now or are you still outside i was in la okay. uh until like the homies lease expired <laughs> and then i moved to pomona for a little bit yeah and was like commuting from Pomona to LA for like interviews Jeez. and what have you yeah yeah I'm just trying to trying to make something happen I feel you man yeah. I feel you so what what, what was next uh, I, I was fortunate enough like someone I knew from LMU when I was like getting engaged in like all these advertising spaces mm-hmm. uh, was at an agency and I just I had already emailed the HR person mm-hmm. who worked there at the time they had, they had not responded to me <laughs> then I emailed the person I knew from school and then they emailed the HR person because mm. they were already inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that then they got back to me uh, like rather quickly after right, that text. Right, uh, right, yeah. So from there, I was able to like get you know a full time job and kind of eventually move back like move back to LA mm-hmm. like soon after that and kind of just get started, right. uh, get get restarted almost. For sure, for sure, man. Yeah. So. At this time, like, are you working in the same sort of field you were before, or is this a different sort of position? Same field. I think I I was very eager for a role that allowed me to put into practice the things I had learned previously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I was at, I went from a very large, like, a a larger, like, agency to a smaller one where I was able to kind of just, like, have less, you know, less layers. uh, Yeah, yeah. Just like, I was responsible for things because there were less people involved. So, like, I had to either do it and like figure it out or have to mess up and figure it out like responsibility was on you yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely and i think like trial by fire like Mm. you just kind of figure things out rather quickly as a result and like realize like okay like i can i can do these things like yeah like i this is something i'm capable of Mm. um that affirmation was really like was really good and really important yeah man yeah so one of the things we were talking about earlier was just sort of like you know working and having a job versus like freelancing mm. and that experience or like is one better than the other or like so for you like at this time you're figuring your things out you're yeah. working this job like were you also thinking of like the freelancing life or not at all okay. not at all yeah. I, th- I think i was like very uh, afraid to do so yeah like yeah. i i think 
I was just grateful to kind of be in the situation I was in, mm-hmm. which is important. But I think that kind of gratitude came with a bit of fear to do something else. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You, like, you get comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was just like, I'm, I'm here. Like this is, this is it. Like I'm just gonna settle in and kind of see what, see what happens. So yeah. I was working very hard and very diligent, but I wasn't. I think. I, I was in a space where I was just very comfortable at a certain point. Like I yeah. was learning things and kind of realizing, okay, I can do this, I can do that. And then I was like, okay, I want to do something else. And like, mm. I think after a while, I started like being there long enough. I wanted to like challenge the way things were done, mm. and that was not always well received. I get that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like I, in some spaces, like I wouldn't, I would, I wanted to challenge it, but I wouldn't like speak up because I knew it just wouldn't like. You chose your battles. Yeah, like I. I at a certain point, I was like, okay, this is, this is, like, I'm learning what this is. Mm. And now I see it, and now I'm trying to find my place in it again. Yeah. Um, now that I'm wanting to do other things. Damn. Yeah, I feel you, man. So, like, what do you think about that? Like, at this time, you're, you're sort of, like, trying to bring in new, fresh ideas and, you know, trying to figure out, who, you know, if, if anyone's going to be receptive to yeah. it. Like, that's difficult for a lot of people, especially when you're young in the game. It's yeah. like you're... You have these fresh ideas, but, you know, you're met with, like, you know, not negative feedback, but, like, you know, skepticism yeah. or, like, this is how we've always done things. Absolutely. So was that something you sort of had to push through or, like, how did you how would, how did you cope with that experience? I think what I, I just got some homies hired is what I tried mm. to do. I was like, mm. I'm in a place where I can only do so much by myself as the only <laughs> black male here. Yeah, yeah. So I was like... Okay, there's some, there's a few openings I'm hearing about. Like, let me just see if I get a few homies in the door, mm. and see if that will help me. Uh, like, if there's someone else who can vouch for this idea as valid because they understand the context that comes with it, right. um, see if that will help. Like my situation, <laughs> a bit selfish, but also a bit selfish. And this is like, like these are people I know, and like they, uh, they yeah. talked to me about this in the past, mm-hmm. like wanting to do these things. So I was like, let's just figure it out, and like try to make something happen of it yeah yeah did it work it worked i mean in this they got they got in the door like they they worked there with me i yeah. think <laughs> to something it worked the way it was supposed to work i'll say that right, right um right. like i definitely wasn't it, it, there's still a disconnect between like the things that we were wanting to do and kind of what the establishment yeah what the establishment and kind of the the, the people who are at these spaces like what they like from and my role was like not as a i was not working as a creative so mm-hmm. i think that was a bit of a disconnect as well mm-hmm. like i was meant to, my role is more so to inspire the creative ideas yeah yeah based off of that. like just culture and insights and just observations of the world around us right and i think from them some of the creators is not really understanding and like we just don't didn't live the same life mm-hmm. like that's just as simple as it is like mm-hmm. have very different backgrounds see the world quite differently as a result and I think what I wanted to do and what they wanted to do were very different. Yeah. Um, simple as that. So that I think it just sense. made it difficult to like to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was just the reality I had to come to terms with. Okay. So so what was the next move after that? Uh, I mean, I, I was there still. I think one of the solutions was just like kind of haphazardly was just like working on some stuff with some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like while you still had your job, you yeah. still did some things on your own. Yeah. What were some of those things? It, it, was, it was a birthday party. It was very simple. Like mm-hmm. it was like one of the homies I got the, like help get the job. Like our birthdays are a day apart and then another friend, his birthday's a day after that. So we were just like wanting to do something together nice. to celebrate, you know, our birthday. I think sure. 
by him working there, the homie Will, like we had a lot of conversations about our experiences there because we both kind of both from the IE, mm-hmm. um, both you know have the same some of the same affinities for like music and and you know fashion and what have you, mm-hmm. and like wanting to leverage some of that and apply some of those apply some of our life to our work. Yeah, and meeting some resistance in doing so. I think we were just like having a lot of discussions and a lot of back and forth about. Like, what, like, why is this difficult? Like, what can yeah. we do to, like, fix this? Like, how can we, like, make some of these things happen? Because we're seeing things in the world. Like, people are making great things happen. And we're here with all the... All, in infrastructure. Yeah. And not being able to make these things happen. Mm. So it was like, what can we kind of do to, to make something... Change that. Yeah. Yeah. So so how was that experience sort of putting that, that party together? It was good. It was, it was, it was, it was random. Uh, I think learned a lot through it. It, it was really haphazard in how it kind of <laughs> all happened, but mm-hmm. I think people responded really well to it. Um, and it was like just bringing together people from different facets of my life and his life in the same room to kind of just celebrate life for all of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like culturally, like January 2017 was like a very interesting time. Mm. Um, How so? What do you just in, just in the world, like hot off the election yeah. inauguration like that's right there was just right. a lot of like there's a lot of things a happening lot of new in the, energy yeah a lot of, <laughs> a lot of new energy um and i think that was another thing that like i i i hate i hate politics talking about politics yeah. um but i think i was very taken aback because there were things happening before that that affected me quite quite drastically in college mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then when i was working you yeah. know like a lot of you know Black black men, black women getting killed, and me seeing this and being quite affected by it, and mm. then being in spaces where people are unaffected, mm. like that was troubling for me yeah. to like deal with that. It's like that's something, man. Go you, go fresh into work off of seeing that happen on on my timeline last night, and then having to pretend that it's not affecting. Yeah, you. because it's not affecting anyone else, right? Or and at least not how it's affecting you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just like I'm not seeing like there's no. I, I'm not sure if there was a like didn't know what's happening or weren't as bothered by it as I was mm. but I think I was very bothered by it and had to act as and it was business as usual that's that's very interesting you say that man because I never really thought of it that way mm. but when a lot of these things are happening in our country in America all this injustice and police brutality yeah. it's like we have to go into the workspace and almost like turn that part of us yeah off you can't address it really you can't address it you can't bring it up i mean you can yeah but then you're seen as being like you know this isn't for the workspace yeah you know so it's like it's almost like i wonder even if how healthy that is to sort of like i mean psychologically yeah. to have to turn that or to mute your, yeah. your own feelings yeah. and emotions and experiences just so that you can like you know cooperate in the office yeah you know i never really thought about it that way but we're we're as you know young black men and women we're all having to do that at some level yes you know and and when we go out into the world where people aren't necessarily they can't relate Mm -hmm. to these experiences the same way we are yes you know so that's crazy man it was it was really difficult i think it was a few things for me at least like not knowing how to express what i felt Mm. um and so I was just like, that would just be suppressed. Um, and that coupled with like, seeing other people just not like, they seem to not react at all. Like, mm. like I could talk about it with like my family, with my friends, but I would have to like 10 hours out of the day, I couldn't like feel any of these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and then it gets deeper when like you start getting angry and annoyed at other things you wouldn't normally because yeah. it's like that emotion has to get out somehow absolutely <laughs> so you absolutely. just be, be mad at people for no reason yeah and it's just like you know I, yeah it's just i wonder how big of a health issue that is for all it's, of us it's problematic mentally yeah. it's very problematic wow like, yeah so that was coming off of that in 2016 right. into 2017 with the inauguration and then i think for me the what like for me the moment was like seeing how people reacted to that mm. um and how they didn't react to other things mm. i think that was like that affected me quite dramatically um yeah. like there was a very visceral reaction to that happening that wasn't that like that empathy wasn't there for other things that i was like bothered by mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i think for me like seeing that was like a, a very strong indication of just like of how my life is very different from others yeah um yeah and like how am i gonna operate within this yeah you're not alone in that man you're putting words to what myself and a lot of people experience but didn't have words mm-hmm. for like you saying that right there it's, it's definitely very powerful mm-hmm. right? definitely yeah yeah so so were you taking like the like when you guys were planning this party was it almost like almost a response to all of this new energy and like saying we have to create something for ourselves that like we can actually enjoy <laughs> perhaps subconsciously yeah yeah, yeah. um I, mean, I think it was like i'm not sure it was a lot of just trying to celebrate this moment in time and mm. like find a way to like just enjoy life in spite of all yeah. that was happening yeah and that can sometimes be the most powerful thing yeah you can do. i mean it was like it was very like it wasn't mm. incredibly profound like it was just a like our birthdays just happened to yeah. coincide with this with this moment in time mm. but it was like a way to kind of just like just get together and like yeah, be celebrate with, your yeah, existence absolutely absolutely in, yeah. in spite of all that's happening that's trying to diminish or Man. make that difficult uh it's important to kind of just like I don't know, small, small victories. Like you gotta yeah. celebrate. You gotta celebrate life. Yeah, man. I mean, we had um, the arena uh, cats. Um, you'll, you'll probably meet them while you're here. Yeah. Um, they they throw a lot of parties, and it's it's similar. It's like you know they're celebrating life mm-hmm. and just having a good time in the midst of everything that's going on. Yeah. All this chaos happening in our world. It's like, how can we bring people together from different backgrounds, cultures, and you know just you know be there for each other you know and it, sometimes a party is a form of support yeah it's a party absolutely <laughs> that is like social and moral support for absolutely. someone a good party like, absolutely so don't, we can't downplay that at all yeah man, for real yeah <laughs> I, I learned that in like in college like mm. it I was at my senior year I was I was in a house and the year before that my my friends were in a house and they were throwing parties in Westchester, in service of like a small group of people who didn't know where to go. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And like we wanted to go out with our friends and have a good time, listen to music we want to listen to, and just weren't able to do so. So it's like, how can we resolve this? And mm. just like, let's just make it happen. Yeah, man. So I think like some of those small lessons, it's tied, you know, tied back to what, what happened in January. Wow. Wow, man. So. Uh, did this party have a name or did you guys say this is like a birthday party yeah we ended up naming it uh, the Youngs uh, mm-hmm. just for I think it was just like colloquially it made sense in terms mm-hmm. of just like that's just 
uh, that's just how like myself and my friend Will would like address a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, well, explain the concept for someone who doesn't know. Ah, uh, just like like just celebrating like our like the youngs, like just youth in general. <laughs> like that's that's me. That's the people <laughs> around me. Like it's nothing. It's not profound. Yeah. Uh, like found more meaning in it over time, but mm-hmm. I think it was just like just kind of celebrate ourselves and like those above and below us as well. Mm. Like it's just. Yeah, just celebrate, celebrate all of us. Yeah, because when I, I'll tell you, when I first saw like Meet the Youngs, like I, I saw it as like almost like you know, like a sitcom or something, mm. or like a good TV show. Word. Like the Youngs, you think is like a family name. Yeah. And then like, but then I connected it with the fact that you're, you're talking about youth and youth yeah. culture. Yeah. You know, we're all the Youngs. Yeah. You know, if Absolutely. you think about it, so Absolutely. like that was a dope, dope concept. So I really connect with that whole vision Word. you have for it, man. It's, it's dope. That's so, funny. It's a lot of subconscious that probably was affected, like one of the homie's last name is young and he was mm. he thought he had a bit of copyright infringement on that like i grew up on like the street i grew up on was like it was the street was named young as wow. well so it's like it's just a fun a lot of funny tie-ins themes themes yeah. man so so now you, you have this party that you guys throw how, how was it this is like the first iteration of it so yeah. like how did that go like it, it was it went bigger than we anticipated or prepared <laughs> for um it like it was like we were I don't know. I didn't didn't know what to expect at all. Yeah. Um, and it became like there's a lot of signs and indications that like this is something that like some for whatever reason people are resonating with. Mm. Um, like it was on a Saturday at like Saturday at 7 p.m., which is absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were there before I got there at seven, which wow. is like silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was like very quickly became bigger than bigger than any of the three of us. Um, mm. And I think they're like bring like birthdays are one of the few times where people from all facets of life will really come together yeah. without question. Yeah. Um, and so those people that I, I grew up with, people that I went to school with, people that I worked with at different agencies, and the same for like Will and CJ, like people from all you know all facets of our life were just there. And I think having you know going to a, a diverse school and working with like. A diverse group of people, like it brought together people who just didn't mix a lot and yeah. like, didn't see each other a lot. Um, so it was like a bit of a reunion in some regards, mm. but also like a bit of like a lot of first introductions. So like, you know, this you know homie does music, meeting this person I worked with who's like an account manager, and like mm. them kind of commingling for the first time and getting to know each other's experiences. Yeah, yeah. So you basically like created an event to sort of like. Um, bring together all the facets of your life. Yeah, you just know? bring together people who aren't in the same room enough. It's like this mm. is the, the simplest way I've tried to distill it down. Yeah, it's like it's they need to be in the room more. Yeah. yeah, I think is the point. Like, there's a lot that can be that can happen when these people are coming together. Right, right, man. So, you know, you have the first party, you have the first event. Um, how did it grow from there? Was it something you were like, all right, let's do this monthly or every, whenever we can find the time and place to do it? Like, yeah. How, what happened next? I think the, the first event was just really expensive. Like, I just <laughs> lost a lot of money. It was just expensive. So I think we had to recover from that. Yeah, yeah, so That yeah. took some time. <laughs> um, and then we were like, you know, sorting through the photos, like hearing people's stories and like mm. people just asking, like, you guys should do another one. Mm-hmm. And like that sort of rhetoric was was there. Um, so we're like, okay, like let's just, you know, figure out how to make this happen again. And like, oh, how can we make this better? And how can we kind of improve upon this? There's something there, but how can we like amplify it and yeah. like, make it, you know, and make it better as well? Right. 
Um, so we ended up doing that with another event in April. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, just a lot more focus on that one. Um, found a way to like, you know, kind of figure out like why we were going to be doing it again. Like mm-hmm. the birthday is a very clear selling point, like to yeah. people. Yeah. Like that. People, That'll bring people. Yeah. Out. People know why to come to a birthday thing, but like yeah. the youngs, like it was funny, like. When we ended up making the Instagram, the people were like, "Yo, they they stole the photos from your birthday party." Like it was like there's like such a big disconnect they between like yeah, they didn't see that this is the same, yeah, it's a continuation. Absolutely, <laughs> and so it was like, okay, now like how do we socialize this in a way that makes it very clear? Yeah, yeah. Um, to like what this is, right, right. Um, and so it was like finding you know finding meaning in, in what we were gonna do again. Mm, mm. Um, so like supporting artists was like one of the things that kind of came to mind quite naturally. Mm. Like selling tickets and like knowing that we weren't doing this for money at all and knowing yeah. we weren't to lose money. Yeah. Um, so like how could we still find value in what we're what we're doing. Right. Uh, right. Nonetheless. Wow. Okay. Yeah so now you're you're learning this now like this is in LA mm-hmm. and like it's it's a lot different from New York yes. obviously like can you explain for me and for people who aren't in LA like the party scene because it is a little different than say like in New York where you have like something happening on every block yeah and like you're 24/7 there are things happening like explain the the vibe of like a good LA party or the scene itself mm. uh, well, LA being spread out changes everything mm-hmm. right like depending on where you are it changes like your access to events and your willingness to go to them yeah because it's just like it's mad far sometimes you got to make a real decision yeah like, I'm it's, going it's a commitment this party. Like, it's very it's very difficult i think in la to go to one thing and then just pop over to another thing you stumble into the yeah. next spot yeah because it's like there might just be one thing that you know of that evening that mm. is like different from like just the the bar that you went to before yeah yeah um and so i think that changes the dynamic a lot and so i think there are a lot of events that are happening in LA like now more than ever, uh, but just who has access to them? I think they're just like, it's on a very friends and like family basis, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. you go to things if you know about them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't know where to go, like, and to find the thing that they're looking for. Yeah. Um, so trying to just bring that to people in, in, in my in my life yeah. um, was, was the solution almost. Yeah. And I could see, like, from my experience, like, even from going to L.A. or even having friends who I've partied with in New York that are from L.A. or Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all. Y'all know who you are. Um, like, I noticed, like, the fact that you have to decide, like, I'm going to this event. I'm committing to going yeah. to this party. Almost people seem to have like almost a better time in some instances. Yeah. Like they'll actually be dancing yes. at the par- like all out dancing yeah. like at the parties. I think that's the thing. Like in New York, sometimes people are just you know they, they you know they're very cool. Yeah. Um. You know, sometimes you get the meme mug or you know only got a quick two step. At least yeah. for guys. Yeah. But you know when I was in LA, like guys and girls, they were like all out like dan- like dancing, dancing yes, like yes. so. And I have friends from LA or the West Coast that's here. Funny. It's like they're literally like moving their bodies like mm. dancing doing stuff that like you know normally like i mean in new york we got you know the sturdy millie rock and things like that <laughs> but you know just to see how you know folks in, on the west coast they just really like even in the bay too I, some people in the bay yeah. that i party with and it's like they really like are like about movement yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> moving their bodies i think i don't know? even realize that that's like a unique thing perhaps that's a thing. like i'm connecting the dots i'm saying like yeah. you know, maybe it's because when you say i'm going to a party 
I'm committing to driving 20 to 30 minutes to this place. Yeah. I'm gonna have a good time. Absolutely. I'm not gonna just show up there and me mug the yeah, whole time. Yeah. In New York, like there's a party every every other every day, really. Yeah. And it's like some people can just afford to just like act too cool, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's another party yeah. happening right next to I can yeah. just go to that. You know, I don't know if that's even the truth, but No, I, I there's a there's a bit of both, you know, depending on where you go. Okay, right? like yeah, yeah. there's a lot of different scenes and like spaces. Like there's the Hollywood scene is very different. Yeah, I'm just going off and, of my experience. Yeah, Maybe because that's yeah. what, that's the thing. I had the the like real good yes. like party, like house party experience. Maybe the Hollywood scene's a little more like it's a bit up. standoffish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, but, so, the, but the that's not that's not the spaces <laughs> that I like want to operate in. Like right. those aren't places like I'm encouraging people to go right, or right. want to go myself. Okay, cool, um, cool. But it's 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 definitely good energy at a, at a lot of things in LA where yeah. people are just like a bit like it's a bit more laid back than New York. Mm. Just generally the city, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are just like a bit like they're just luxuriating on on these moments a bit more so. Yeah, yeah, man. So so like yeah, if you can explain like the certain areas or even like locations, venues that like you would have your parties at or even that you would say are good places to party in LA. Uh, I think for the the events that we do, it's it's very keen on going in different spaces where there's a lack. So like the first event we had was in Hollywood, mm-hmm. despite like, I don't go out in Hollywood at all. Uh, <laughs> so that was like, I'll, if I'm gonna go out in Hollywood, like I'm gonna I'm gonna make it something that I'm gonna enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think downtown is probably the place that I would recommend most. Mm. Uh, like that's, it's a bit of a burgeoning area, uh, which comes with its own type of circumstances. Um, but I think there's a lot of good things that are happening in downtown as well. Yeah. Uh, socially. Nice. What are you learning now? Like you're 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 throwing these events and you know with your team, and you're sort of like learning how to go about doing it, and you're sort of you know developing a community through it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got people who are now returners and people that like may may have shown up to a party and met people that are now really good friends. Yeah. Like, how has that been for you, sort of seeing this community you've sort of you know organically grown through these events it's 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 really humbling to see that that's possible uh for one like uh but i think i'm learning i'm learning so many things through like it's for me it's been a it's like this project has been like a medium almost that i'm in which i'm able to express how i feel personally yeah um i think that's something that i've learned is really important in order to like make it something like unique and different um, but I think I'm, I'm like learning, you know, I'm pr- trialing design stuff. Uh, it's like organizing, like just bringing ideas to life. Yeah. In, in various in various ways. Um, trying to figure out how to support people in my community is, is something that's really important and something that is a really like difficult thing to do when there's a lot of people mm. in your community. Like mm. support people on an individualized basis. Um, that can be tough. Yeah. But trying to find ways to do that, like. At, at at events and then also beyond events as well. Yeah. Like, I think the entire project is very much keen on like getting to know who people are. Yeah. Um, and like, what is like, what are they doing now, and what do they want to be doing? Mm-hmm. And like, how can I or anyone else at these spaces like help them achieve that? Right. right. Um, which is like, from an individual standpoint, it's very difficult to do that. But once you kind of like expose everyone to this idea and get everyone to kind of rally behind it like you can you can accomplish much more collectively than you can individually Facts. so that's like i I think i'm just learning a lot of that as well Mm -hmm. through through this yeah yeah that's that's dope man that really is like and it it speaks to 
you know, just the process. Like yeah. we were saying earlier, you're not skipping any steps. Yeah. You're like learning as you go. And it's like you, you guys are putting together these events and sort of like learning how to meet people's needs as they arise. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sometimes the, the, the cool thing to do is to sort of say, yeah, I knew it, I knew what was going to happen you know before we yeah. started and like yeah i had this is the plan all along but usually it never really is yeah. like you sort of like you set out on a course you have a goal and a vision but how you get there is never like exactly how you see it absolutely you know? so that's and that's the excitement of it absolutely you know? yeah like, the whole thing was like not planned at all like i was, <laughs> I was not like november 2017 did not involve the youngs a year ago right like, by no means right, um right. so like allowing that to happen organically is really important and like mm. I, there's things I've always wanted to do that I'm able to like trial and like kind of execute through this project yeah but I think allowing it to kind of take the shape that it will take mm. is, is really important to just get out of the way yeah to a certain yeah. extent like yeah events I think I've gravitated towards for that reason because I've had other things that I've wanted to do mm. and you know you can try to set a, a deadline for these things but that can become difficult yeah um, for me at least uh, I think with an event like you tell someone something's happening at a certain time in a certain place like something will happen at that time and place mm. it, independent of whatever you do uh, so it just like there's a bit of like you have to let go sometimes and like yeah. you can't you know change everything over control yeah, yeah. You, you can't you can't control the situation like a party is a living organism you absolutely know? <laughs> it, it's like it's, it's it, for me an event is very much like it's 300 200 people just collaborating on on a, mm. an experience like mm. yeah you can kind of set up the parameters and kind of guide people to certain spaces or to cert to do certain things but at the end of the day it's going to be whatever the each individual makes of it besides yeah. yeah wow yeah um, and that's that can be really nice uh and sometimes because it can become much better than what you anticipated yeah as well yeah wow yeah, man. So one of the things that we were talking about before when we were grabbing Joe's pizza is like, you know, the importance of like specifically in America now, like we've traveled, like mm -hmm. shout out to all of our family in like Paris mm -hmm. and Amsterdam. And we've sort of seen like what it looks like to have like healthy um, creative communities yeah. and people supporting each other. You know, somebody can have one initiative or one brand, but they're gonna go like fully support their friend who's also doing something yeah. else. And that's something that, you know, we were both saying we want to see more here in the States. Yes. Um, I mean, this podcast is a great example, like me being from, you know, New York, the East Coast, you from the West Coast, yeah. in LA, and us sort of connecting. Yeah. Um, like we want to see that happen more often you know what, what do you think about that it's the only way for things to really happen like mm. in my mind like anything less than that is is not going to work mm -hmm. um, I think it becomes difficult uh, when there's like conflicting agendas or when there's egos and what have you but I think it's really important just like continue to encourage spaces and you know platforms where that can happen very easily yeah yeah. It's it's all people at the end of the day. Like mm. for me, that's that's the most important thing. Like it's just all people. Like no matter how big or small the platform is, it's just people. Yeah. Like when Complex walks in the building, it's you know that's two to three people. Like mm. that's all it is. Like that could be anyone. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really matter uh, like what the platform is. Like just it just it, for me, it's just it's just a human connection. It's very it's a very you know it's a very outdated thing. You know just that's his story that will never 
that will never not be important. Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy, and I'm not even going to give energy or thought to, like, complaining about how it is now. Because that's the easy thing to do mm -hmm. is to say, oh, it's not like this or it's not like that or this is how it should be. But, like, we sort of have that understanding of what it should look like, yeah. you know? I mean, that, that's not even to say, like, in a, in a proud way or anything like that. But we know what, you know, a healthy creative community does look like. Yeah. We've experienced it. Yeah. So, like, what do you think are some of the things that you would want to see? In t like, what would create those healthy connections that you're talking about for, for young people, mm. you know, specifically, you know, of, of color? you know, who are like trying to create and start initiatives and things in their own cities. Uh, I think not being on the internet is important. Yo, talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's yeah. really important. Like, Sheesh. You have, oh you have to like, you know, the internet is great, whatever, but like you have to get offline and like yeah. have a slow conversation. Mm. I think like offline and slow are like the two of the <laughs> things I'm really enjoying at the moment. It's just like, yeah taking things and just like making them very physical mm. um and then not rushing like because mm. mm. time is not that's not what time is about um and so i feel like those are the, the probably the two biggest things for wow. me it's wow. just like offline and very slow yeah because it's just like i think social media just makes it so enticing mm -hmm. to just be like your, your main source of, of, of connection is through like social media yeah it's enticing yeah and it, and it looks glossy and glamorous and flashy to do that yeah but is it real you know that's the thing like i think i've developed the real connections and relationships in my life through like the like you're saying through the slow intentional mm -hmm. conversations yeah. you know where it's like we're not looking at our watches like yeah. the, you know like you know or feeling like you have to post about it yeah you're just like no these are people that i really mess with Absolutely. you know like so I fully agree with you on that, man. Like, man, like, yo, that, that's so necessary now. Like, you got to think a lot of those, like, great movements that, like, happened in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't relying on just a social media image to create those yeah. things. It came from a real place. Absolutely. It came from a real, like, way of thinking and a shared way of thinking. Absolutely. And, and a shared way of supporting each other, you know? Like, your friend could be doing something completely different from you, but you're figuring out how you can help them or mm -hmm. how you can even just support or be a, a voice for them in real life yeah you know not just like saying i support this online yeah. you know like it's like what are you doing in your real life how are you using your real time mm -hmm. like to actually contribute to the greater cause that you're looking to mm -hmm. support so yeah I absolutely agree I, I think this the from one of the other things like the project has allowed me to kind of study the past which has been mm -hmm. really nice mm -hmm. um like one of the homies kind of uh, allow me to understand how 2017 and like the year 1969 are very very much paralleled wow uh in a lot of different ways mm. so i think for me the project has allowed me to kind of look back and like there's a lot of movements that happened in that in that era mm. um and those weren't happening on the internet yeah uh yeah. so like learning how those were brought to life and like knowing that People need to move and people need to make things happen today. Yeah. Like, how can we do that? You know, it's very possible. It's happened before. But I think there's, there's a bit of complacency that comes when you can feel as if you're making things happen just on the Internet. Mm. And like you feel like it's real because, you know, there's a there's a hashtag. And there's and there's a lot of people using that hashtag. Yeah. Uh, so it can feel like things have been accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in terms of actually like making proper change and yeah. making like tangible, you know, things you can see. Yeah. Um, like 
that that can't happen on the internet. Yeah, I remember like um recently actually Sean Parker, like the uh, former president of Facebook, mm. he like was at a conference and he was talking about how like they were using they intentionally knew they were like creating these platforms to create like a feedback loop mm. where people would post something. And when someone likes or comments on it, like you get a, a kick of dopamine in yeah. your brain and like you, you respond to it and it's like, oh, you want that feeling again. So yeah. you post something else and you get those likes again and you get more likes next time. Yeah. So it's like they knew they were creating this feedback loop that in order for you to get that kick of dopamine, I mean, I'm using that term, but yeah. it's like using, getting that like jump of, oh, the likes and comments. Yeah. You have to post more yeah. so like they wanted to grab as much of your attention as possible and like he said this and i was like of course he says it now when like he's not lonely he still made all of his money off yeah. of yeah. those yeah. apps you know, so it's not, yeah exactly but um you know it's interesting to hear that because you know you got you know people who almost like getting that that kick of or that affirmation of feedback mm-hmm. on the internet as if they're doing something yeah and sometimes you can get like lost in the sauce really you'll be just like thinking oh wait uh, i'm getting more likes and followers than ever so that must mean i'm doing something right i must be progressive yeah when in reality you're just adding to a a page yeah that's it a a, a digital page you know and you know so i think for for a lot of people it's like disconnecting and reconnecting to real people mm-hmm. you know disconnecting from that the online persona and then reconnecting to real life and real stories and real conversations is like needed more than ever man. absolutely that's probably the best place to start for any of this stuff we're talking yeah. about it's just have a real conversation with your friends yeah that's <laughs> it it's, it's not profound at all at all like, man not deep at all Nah, yeah, that's it. That's Absolutely. it, man. Well, I think we're gonna end on that note because that's like the perfect way to end <laughs> it. But um, yeah, is there anything you want to share? Like even like how people can get in contact with you, or even like for those who are in LA who or who will be in LA about the Youngs mm-hmm. uh, events? Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we just we just finished talking about go offline. Yeah, I know, right, right. right. <laughs> it's, it's such a delicate relationship it is. between it's the like, two. It's love hate, man. Yeah, it's love hate. But uh, I think. For, for the youngs, like planning events in January uh, 27th, or 26th and 27th, mm-hmm. uh, information on that will be on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> we gotta say it. <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Try to figure out how to get offline entirely, but that's that's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. On Instagram, at meet underscore the youngs. Mm. Um, and then my personal Instagram is at marvinxjames. So that's yeah. That's, that's those are the personal channels. Nice, dope, yeah. dope, man. Well, thank you again, man. This has like been a really, really dope episode. Like I feel like I've just learned a lot just from being here with you, and just learning from the things you have to say. And I'm excited, man. I mean, we we talked about how like you know we're about action and living. So mm-hmm. like just to see what we'll even do in the future, I'm excited about. Absolutely. So, so yeah, man. Shout out to all of the crew, all the people that you know helped to connect us as yes. well. You know who you are. Um, and you know, really looking forward to like just seeing more LA, New York, East Coast, West Coast collaborations to come. So absolutely, thank you again, man. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Uh, this has been the Open Canvas uh, with my brother Marvin, and we're out. <laughs> to find out more about the Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also, stay tuned to our Instagram at theopencanvas, and for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj T A J dot open canvas at gmail.com this has been the open canvas produced by taj alexander 